think we're recording. We're recording. We're recording. Wow. We're back at it. <laughs> Not black at it, we're back at it. Yeah. Richard's enjoying sucking on a throat lozenge while we do this one. I'm sore throat. Yeah. Probably COVID for the fourth time. I don't know. <laughs> but what we're actually doing right now is just reminding everyone that thank you for listening mm. to the show. And if you enjoy the show, please mm. like, subscribe, comment, share. Mm, share. Lots of sharing. Be kind. Yeah. Be kind to us. Yeah. Share. Because we want to grow. We want to grow the message and send the message out there. That's an amazing guess, really. Like, yeah. Really quality people. Yeah. Really interesting topics. And you know, if you go back through the catalogue, Mm-hmm. little playlist we got there mm-hmm. we should put that list out for everyone to look at it well it's all on the link tree you can go to the link tree and you can check out all of the different all of the different formats and now the exciting news is that you can also find us on apple podcasts true yeah and it's also we're going international next week or the next time next podcast after this podcast well we're not sure one of our hosts is leaving these Fair shores. Well, that was going to be my check-in, but we can say it now if you like. Mm. Well, this is <laughs> different, isn't it, from the check-in? Yeah. Mm. Okay. Which host? Which host is leaving Sydney? Could be me. <laughs> no, it's not. It's me. <laughs> mm. I'm jealous. <laughs> but we're still going to be doing the show. We're just going to be doing it with like a three-way Zoom call. Yes. Three-way Zoom call. Yes. <laughs> Did you see his eyes light up on that one? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. What are you talking about? We are going to, well, it actually is perfect timing because it relates to our guest tonight as well. Yes, because. Because. She's in the place that you're going to. Yes. Wow. She's going to be a neighbour. Yeah, maybe. I'd be so excited if she is, although she might be a bit fitter than me. Yeah. But maybe okay. she'll help to make me fit. Looking forward to meeting her. Yeah. Olympic gold medalist? Olympic gold oh medalist. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever met an Olympic or talked to an Olympic gold medalist. I don't think so. I don't think I have either. Hmm. I've, I, well, I've met out. some Olympians, hmm. but not an Olympic gold medalist. Two-time. One of my best friends came eighth in the New South Wales Open 400-metre hurdles. Does that count? No. Okay. It's <laughs> about as close to fame as I've come. <laughs> I worked with an Olympian. Mm. Yeah, an Olympic kayaker. Cool. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to have to listen to this episode to find out where I'm going. And we'll speak to you soon. Don't forget, share, like, comment, everything. See ya. Welcome to Voices to Dream. Um, very excited about our guest today. Um, you have to introduce yourself as well. Yeah, okay, I'll do that. I'll get to that. Okay. But I thought I'd be, I'm so excited about the guest. I know. That I, I forgot myself. <laughs> it's amazing. Like, I, I was telling you, the, the best athlete I've ever met was the guy who won, came eighth in the New South Wales Open under 20s hurdles, 400 metres. And now... I'm about to introduce an Olympic twice gold medalist. Just incredible. So, but also apparently an amazing woman. Amazing. And again, you know more about Pauline than I do. I know. And I'm Richard Harris and you're Suzanne Mann. I'm Suzanne Mann. Yeah. And we are Voices to Dream. Yeah. And. Tell us more. So we wanted to welcome. Oh, my goodness. I really, I just said to, I just said to Richard, I'm a bit of a fan girl because okay I've got to tell the story yeah I've got to tell the story I went on a holiday to the Bahamas a few months ago and I met this amazing woman in the Gladstone Street markets is that right Gladstone Road Gladstone Road Gladstone Road farmers market and she said to me that she was that her new her memoirs was coming out were coming out and I said I'm gonna have to go grab that Hmm. and so I pre-ordered it yeah 
And this, this is the book, Running Sideways. So I wanted to introduce Pauline. Now, I forgot to ask, should we be saying Pauline Davis or Pauline Davis Thompson? Pauline Davis, just fine. Okay. Pauline Davis, two-time gold medal winning Olympic champion for the Bahamas. <laughs> What's so exciting about the Bahamas? Well, we, we were... We're, we'll get to that. We'll get to that okay, in my check-in. We'll I'll talk to that about Absolutely. my about that Surprise in my check-in. But Pauline, welcome, welcome, and I'm so I really am now. Once again, I put post-it notes in on books with all the pages that I want to go back to, and the funny thing is that I actually I lost my post-it notes, so some of the pages I've actually just had to like fold over instead. So this isn't even all of the pages that I wanted to go back to. <laughs> I loved your book no so much. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so welcome to the show. Are we going to show the other book that's sponsoring the... Oh, later. Oh, oh it's <laughs> Oh, gosh. Where he's making me show his book because Early it's... in the piece. We never do it. We it... always do it like four hours into the podcast. Well, the exciting, the exciting part about this one is that I didn't have my paperback with me. Mm-hmm. And so today I'm going to be reading from the hard copy version of Imagine. Mm-hmm. So Pauline, this mm-hmm. is Richard's book. That is. Okay. And so we're going to be reading a little bit from this later in the show because it's, okay. it's all about a beautiful world. What, what the world would be if everyone was compassionate. Can you imagine? <laughs> it would be a very beautiful world. <laughs> Such a beautiful world. That's, yes, easy to live in. <laughs> Such a gorgeous world. So we're going to talk about that. Now, before we, should we do check-in first? Yeah, let's do that. So Pauline, we start each show by just doing a bit of a check-in, just to see how everyone, okay. how each person's feeling at that point in time. Hmm. So okay, we'll... Start with me, I guess. We'll start with Richard so that you understand what we mean by Richard. How are you checking in today? Well, I'm actually feeling very perky, uh, but I think it's the three cough lozenges I've just had. And I've had a bit of a hit, I think, a little little boost to my mood. <laughs> right. Very good. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm good. But, yeah, I was, I was a big, long start to the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But, yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm really glad to be here. I'm very excited to be talking to Pauline and yourself. So, yeah, it's cool. And back in the country. Oh, yeah. he's just been on he's just been on like a however many week holiday in europe pauline Uh, it was only 11 Ah, 11 an 11 week holiday in europe oh wow what countries (laughs) uh portugal and spain and france yeah it was lovely yeah so it was very good it was very fun so um we want to, is it my, no, we've got to do check-in. Yeah. Okay. Well, how am I checking in? Yeah, go on. I am go checking check in. in. How are you checking in, I'm, I'm checking in very well because I am so excited to be speaking to Pauline. But also, I have actually been quite a mixed bag of emotions lately because in about 15 days now, I'm leaving the country. Yeah. And I'm going to be moving to the Bahamas. <laughs> which not many people in Australia say that Pauline so I am I am so excited um also because the weather at the moment here has been so dreadful it's been raining and cold and mm-hmm. just raining forever so you always have perfect weather in the Bahamas would that is that fair to say most majority of the time it's raining it's currently raining in the Bahamas but it's, it's very very warm <laughs> very hot okay. as I would say yes see okay. I love that I love that so I am so I'm checking in very well I'm yeah. I'm you're ready very, to go ready very to busy leave. yeah very busy but I'm sad because I'm leaving friends and family but um I'm really excited about leaving the, podcasters I'm leaving podcasters but oh, we'll be are. able to three do the zoom in the other ways <laughs> What are we so doing? Pauline, how are you checking in? Now, can we just say, what time is it over there as well? 
It is 6, 18 a.m. in the morning here in the Bahamas. <laughs> uh, the, right now, the sun is not up yet. Not sure if the sun is going to come up. Um, it rained, um, not yesterday, but the day before. But you know, when it rains in the Bahamas, it's like, it's hot. <laughs> it's not cold. The rain is not, uh, not cold at all. So I am, I'm just excited to have the special breath this morning. Because there's some person that didn't wake up this morning where I'm up and I'm, I'm speaking to my friends in Australia. The place Fantastic. that I won my two Olympic gold medal. Oh, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a good morning. <laughs> oh, Fantastic. beautiful. Beautiful. Fantastic. I'm so glad. Hmm. So, Pauline, I, I'm going to ask you some, a few little questions. Like, if, if you could just tell us a little bit about how you are you. I mean, to be an Olympic champion is just an incredible thing. Like, give us a little bit of a sense of how you became that, that Pauline. So, growing up here in the Bahamas, I grew up in what we would call the, the ghetto. I grew up in, a, in an area called Bain Town. And as a, as a little girl, we had a lot of freedom to roam the streets. From sunrise to sunset, the only difference is we have to get home before the sunset, or else we're going to get a whooping. Yeah. And so we would, we would, we would roam the streets of Bain Town and also Grantstown, wherever where we would leave from home, and we go pick fruits like mangoes and sugar apple and tamarinds and things like that. Yeah. And so basically, I had the freedom to just roam the streets, yeah. and the neighbors were like my mommy and my daddy. Yeah. because they, they took care of all of the kids. You know all of your neighbors. They love you. And if you did anything wrong, they're going to spank you. <laughs> and you dare not go home and tell your parents you got spanked because you get another spanking. And you get a spank with a thing called a tambin switch. Susan, when you come, I'm going to show you the tambin tree. As long as you don't spank me with it. This might help your kids. Yeah, maybe I'll spank my kids with it. <laughs> <laughs> this is so is so what happened is when you when you when you did wrong your parents would tell you would send you to go get a tamping switch and so that was the only time that i would not run <laughs> i would take my time and walk to the tree i'll get to the tree and i look at the tree and i try to figure out okay which branch of this tree am i going to pick you don't want to pick a you don't want to pick a small one you don't want to pick a big one you have to pick one in between or else your parents is going to send you to go get one or they go get it themselves. And you never want your parents to get the tambourine switch. So you always want to make sure you choose right. <laughs> I love it. Gosh. <laughs> so you weren't running away from them. To, this is the secret of your, your skills that you are running away from your parents. So you wouldn't get the, 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 uh, the smack. <laughs> or, well, but, well, basically what it is, you know, running in the streets in the Bahamas, that was just a common thing. We used to, we used to just run the streets and we used, to, we used to play relays. We used to go up in the coconut tree yeah. and the first person go up, pick a coconut, come back down. And the next person go up, pick a coconut, come back down. And the team that uh, finished first is the winner. And so we, I, had, I grew up, I had a really great time growing up in the Bahamas as a kid. Because yeah. like I said, the adults took care of the children and they didn't have to be your parents. As long as you grew up in that community, everybody know your name and everybody know who you are and everybody know where you live. Yeah. And they took care of you. Yeah. That's just the way it was. Mm-hmm. And you had manners and respect for your elders. That's just the way it was. And you dare not be rude or else, like I said, they, they are going to spank you. Right. And then they're going to tell their parents they had to spank you. Are you going to get a second whooping? You know, we call it whooping here in the Bahamas. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. We can we, oh, we... Oh, another word we use, we call cut ass. You'll get a good cut ass with that, with that, with that tab and switch. <laughs> so like, when, when did, Pauline, when did you realize that you could run? Like, I, I remember, I, I wasn't a bad runner. I, I, I did a bit of athletics and loved it. But, and I was, you know, I never made it to any level. But um, that feeling, I think I remember when I was six, of just the legs going and just flying. It was a funny feeling that I, the first time I realized the running was so joyful. Was that did something like that happen to you, or how did you know that you were you were going to get there? Well, basically, when I went to when I went to junior high, for some reason, even when I was in when I was in primary school, I just didn't really had 
any interest in in running. It wasn't really like that. So when I went to junior high, and what they did, they placed us into clubs, into well, our houses, right? Yeah. And then when I went up to PE, everybody was all excited that we were, you know, we we're going to be having this competition. And so I got excited because I got, I, I'm used to run up and down the street in Baintown where I grew up and um, where I was born and raised and I grew up. And I decided that, you know what? Okay. We're going to be having this tryout. And so I'm, I'm just going to go, I'm just going to be going and be a part of it. So I ran from my house and after I ran from my house, I did, I, I did, I did fairly well. Yeah. But then I, I I I won my event, but the they put you in based on your age, right? Yeah. Mm. So then they said they were having a trial for the team, mm. for the school team. Yeah. So I went out. So I am in grade seven, and I'm competing against the upperclassmen that are in grade nine. <laughs> and so I went out to try to make the team, and I tell you, I did every single event I did. I did from the 100 to the 1500 meters. I even wow. did a high jump and the long jump and everything. Yeah, wow. And I remember I didn't, I didn't make the team. Mm. And I was beside myself. I just was crying and crying and crying and crying. And I, I didn't know that you had to like train. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I was seventh grader. I'm thinking I'm going to beat these ninth graders. Yeah, and right. I, well, that didn't happen. Nice. So I go to the PE teacher who who heads the team, mm. and her name is Mrs. Knowles. Yeah. And I go to her and I'm pleading with her to put me on the team. Right. Like I'm like Mrs. Knowles, I need to be on this team. Like I want to run. <laughs> and she was like, I think she was so taken back by my effort that she decided that she's gonna put me on the team. But I was put on a team to be like a goofy girl, <laughs> like. <laughs> So, <laughs> so all the athletes would be like, Pauline, get my bag. Pauline, get me my shoe. Pauline, get me some water. And you got to start around. somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I run around like a chicken without a head, getting this one bag, getting this one shoe, getting this one water. And I was in my element. I was having joy and fun, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then I said, I said, um, next year, I'm going to be on this team. <laughs> Right. So determination, huh? That was there right from the beginning. One determined woman. Yeah, right. Yeah, Yeah, determination. Then we start race. Then you know we start racing in the streets. Like you know, my 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 the persons that I was grown up with, you know, we're like, okay, let's race. The girls race and boys race, and we just was constantly racing up and down in the streets. So I didn't focus as much on picking the fruits. I started focusing more on running. Right. Right. Pauline, you've got to, can you explain to us though, what, now I know the answer to this, but (laughs) why is your book called Running Sideways though? The reason my book is called Running Sideways is that it is because I used to have to go to the government tap to get water. And I used to fill the bucket. My sister and I, my sister's older than I, so we are the two oldest. And so I used to have to go to the government tap to get water. So I had to get the water home without spilling the water. And because my mommy would be at home waiting for the water. So I go to the tap, I filled the bucket. And because as a, as, as a youngster, I was quite voluptuous, meaning I was somewhat developed um, front and back. And so the boys used to be in the bushes waiting for me to come to the tap for me to get the water. So I dart out of my out of my yard. I'd be looking around. I go to the top tap and I put the bucket there and I fill the water. And just when I'm about to about finish filling the filling the bucket, I start here rattling in the bushes. So now I know the boys are coming coming through the bushes. So I'm trying to get away from them and I have to get this water home without spilling the water. So I'm carrying the bucket and I lean my body sideways because I have that's that's where I figured not to spill the water and a way to figure to also keep an eye on the boys at the same time to make sure <laughs> that they are not going to catch me to fill me up. Right? Because they will fill up my boongie, what we call like 
which is called butt. We call <laughs> the butt, but bungi is butt in the Bahamas. Bungi, okay. So we call yes. So for you, it's called butt. For us, we call it bungi. Okay. So the boys will they, they will be trying to fill me up. I wasn't having none of that. So I got to get this water home. I got to get away from them, and to make sure they don't fill me up. And I'm running sideways down the street. <laughs> wow. Very cool. All out sprint with a bucket full of water. Well, okay. Sideways. That's a good story. Yeah. I love it. Sideways. <laughs> and that gave you your lateral strength and your, well, you got all your extra muscles developed that way. <laughs> yes, that gave me, that gave me a lot of strength. But what it did was it, 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 it interfered uh, initially with my, with my running style. And so I had this real unorthodox running style. Mm -hmm. And so when you see me running sideways, but I'm moving, you know, person were like, what in the world is this? What is going on? But they didn't understand my story. Uh And so, you know, when I got discovered uh, by, um, by my coach, by coach, Mr. Coach, Mr. Never Wisdom is when um, he started trying to, fix the problem right and did that did that take months or years or how did how did how did they do that like how do they change your style it it took it took years first of all when first of all when coach wisdom saw me well before coach wisdom saw me there's a gentleman called frank rutherford and frank rutherford was the bahamas first olympic medalist he won a bronze medal in a triple jump in Barcelona in 1992. Wow. So short history. Yes. So I end up, I end up from, from junior high. I went to a school called LW Young, which is way, way out of the community that I live in. It's it's very, very far. I would have to drop my young brother and sister off to their little, their little um, preschool. And then sometime I had to be literally in a dead sprint trying to get to the school on time. Because the principal used to close that gate right on time. <laughs> so you're either <laughs> in or out. Yes. And if you're out, that means you are late. It's going to be a problem. So sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like literally sprinting and he's closing the gate. And I just kind of slip on and slide. <laughs> <laughs> right. And the next thing is I'm trying not to because I'm wearing a skirt and a, and a blouse. And so at the same time, I'm trying not to do it my clothes. So sometimes I have to cut through bushes too to get to school on time. Yeah. It's like back then you just kind of knew how to cut through the bushes and how to do what you had to do to go to where you had to go. That's just the way it was because the Bahamas was a place that had a lot of bush. You didn't have a whole lot of roads. Yeah. But you knew how to get to where you had to go through the bushes. Mm. And so they had like, uh, again, just like they had uh, at DW Davis, they had a uh, house sport. And so I went to compete for the house sports in the back of the school. And the back of the school, it has a lot of rocks. So I'm literally running barefoot on these rocks in my uniform, in my blouse and my skirt, because I don't have anything else. Mm-hmm. And I'm sprinting barefoot. And so Frank Rutherford saw me. In the meantime, I went and competed at this meet at, at St. Augustine's College. And... Coach Wisdom had a track club and he had a young lady called Eldis Clark. And Eldis Clark is one of my Golden Girls sisters on the Golden Girls and our Olympic four by one gold medal winning team. And so Coach Wisdom is watching this grainy video and he sees me running. Mm -hmm. And he is like in shock, like what in the world is this? But, and of course, I'm running sideways. <laughs> but Coach Wisdom can see, <laughs> Coach Wisdom can see my gift. Yeah. And wow. he starts showing this video at his truck club meetings. Mm. And at the same time, so Frank Rutherford was at one of those meetings. And Frank Rutherford told him that he knew me, that I go to his school. Right. So... So what year Frank, was this, Pauline? Frank. What year was this? Oh, my gosh. This was like, this was in, mm, I think it was like in 1980. Oh, wow. Okay. 1980, okay. 1980 1981. 
Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because so, you have which, a long career. It does not feel like it's that long ago. No, no. <laughs> yes. I, I've been running for a very long time. I ran yeah. for 28 years. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. At, a, at the serious mm-hmm. level. Five Olympics. Five Olympics. Oh, my God. That's incredible. <laughs> That's like for an athlete, that's that's really unusual, isn't it? I mean, mm. not many make it's, it's, it. Yeah, especially come, especially come from a tiny island called the Bahamas. Yeah. <laughs> this yes. is it, which I have to, which I, I must admit, it, well, it's terrible, but at the same time it made me laugh because I'm like sucked in because you beat everyone, but you've got to tell everyone what um, what the other countries were calling the Bahamas, what they refer oh, to the Bahamas goodness. as. The pimple on the butt. <laughs> what? Why is this? Why is this? Because we're such a, we, we are like a little tiny nation. Right. With not a whole lot of people. So the, kind of the, we the, out, the, we, the West Indies are a kind of a group of a whole bunch of little islands, but then the Bahamas is like a separate sort of thing altogether, isn't it? Yeah, but we are tiny. I mean, compared to some of the other islands, right. our population is not that big at all. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We just, we just, ha- we just happen to punch way above our weight, and we just happen to believe that God lives in the Bahamas. <laughs> well, the, the <laughs> goddess will be coming soon. There are two goddesses now. <laughs> well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump ahead. See, this is, but this is how good the book is because. Mm. Pauline stories, all yeah. of these stories are in the book and they just make you laugh and yeah. uh, like you feel the joy because it's when you're reading it, it's like how she's talking mm-hmm. and it's just, it makes, I, it's truly in my review, I wrote that it, it's like as if you're just having a cup of tea with Pauline and she's telling you these stories. It's fabulous. Yeah. So Pauline, tell us though, what happened in Sydney in the year 2000? <laughs> well, in Sydney in 2000, I came there with the whole intention of becoming, of winning the Olympic gold medal. And so I got there. And of course, I say, Kathy Freeman. Hello, Kathy, if you're listening. Hey, yeah. <laughs> oh, I hope so. How you doing? Okay. How you doing? And um, so I, uh, my, one of my very, very good friends from Australia, her name is Kathy Freeman. Mm-hmm. She's a nice lady. And I actually met Kathy. I was in Auckland, New Zealand in 1990. Right. And I saw Kathy and I was so stunned um, because she looked different. Hmm. So I walked up to her and I tapped her on her shoulders. And I said to her, um, exactly what color are you? <laughs> and she... <laughs> And she looks at me stunned, like, oh, what? And I'm just smiling at her because I'm trying to figure out because I've never seen anyone that looked like her before. Yeah. And, and she says, I am black. I say, you are? She said, yes. I say, oh, my goodness. Well, my name is Paulina from the Bahamas. So nice to meet you. Right. I'm Kathy (laughs) and from then we just we just had this you know we just had this friendship yeah cool yes (laughs) I love it she smiles like you you know she's got that incredible beautiful smile it just takes over her face yeah yes Kathy Kathy is an amazing girl and and um so of course I get to Sydney Australia and I knew that I was that I was going to win this gold medal, and I got there, and of course, oh my goodness, the Australian people are the best ever. It was the best Olymp. It was my number five Olympics, and it was the best. Yeah. I'm talking about the your volunteers was off the chain, yeah. good. I mean, yeah. everyone keep talking, and no Olympics have been able to top Australia. Period. Mm, Full stop. I did. You guys are the best. You were the best. You took such good care of us athletes and officials. I mean, so I got there. Of course, I ran. I got to the final. And where were you ranked in the final? Again, time wise. Time was okay. I finished in the in the Olympic final. I I actually finished second. Oh no! I mean, uh, before you went into the final, we won't we won't uh, spoil it. But when you're going in the semi-final, oh, I, okay, I was okay. Coming out, yes, I was number one rank coming oh. out coming out of the out of the yes out of the wow. semi-final. I had run wow. I had run the fastest time. 
Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But then, but then it doesn't. Then, it doesn't make sense. You just said you came second. No. Yes. So <laughs> I ran the fastest time. I came second in the final. And what happened was. I came second in the final, and I was then there with Marion Jones. And if you know anything about Marion Jones, you know her story. Yeah. So I remember when the drug testers came, and they took us to the room to do the drug test. I was still on a high. I was still excited mm. because in my heart and in my soul, I knew that I'm the Olympic champion. Yeah. And all I had to do was take this drug test to prove that I am the Olympic champion. Yeah. So I said to my, with my little bouncy self. I, I said to the drug test, I said, so are we going to do the blood test today? And the drug test was like, no, we're only going to take a urine sample. Mm. And my heart just sunk to the bottom of my feet. I just, what? I said, oh my God, you mean I'm not getting my Olympic gold medal today? <laughs> <laughs> so it was that obvious. Like it was just so obvious. that, Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I, I knew that I was the Olympic champion. I just knew that I was, and yeah. I just, I just was, I was gutted. You know, once I, I, like I said, I was still on a high when I got into the drug testing area. Cause I was like, okay, when they do this blood test, I'm going to get this Olympic gold medal. Yeah. And that didn't happen. They, did a, they just did a urine test. Yeah. And I remember, I remember Marion Jones coach was there. And I remember he looked at me. And I looked back at him and I gave him the most nasty look you could ever get. Fair enough. And yeah, yeah that's, yeah, that's, that, that is how that went down. Mm-hmm. And so I was gutted. I was truly gutted. Cause I was like, Oh my God, I'd worked so hard for so long. So this was before the, just, the, the, the other, other race with the, yes. Yes. Before. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Before, yeah. before the four by one. Right. I was, like oh my god I'd worked so hard for so long to get to this point I did it so honestly I did it so fairly I mean many times I fell down but I brushed myself off and I kept pushing because I just believed I just you know and persons back in the Bahamas would laugh at me when I said I was going to win this Olympic gold medal they'd talk go sit your little self down you're not going to win an Olympic gold medal (laughs) you're not questioned Pauline how close (laughs) did you come before in the other in the other Olympics yeah, you know, I was just, you know, I'm a very, very determined young woman. I run through a wall if I have to. And I just, I just knew in my heart and in my soul that, and I think part of the reason why some of my fellow Bahamians, some of the coaches that, that was, you know, they weren't my coaches, but they were around because I'm training at the track and everything. Mm-hmm. They were a bit negative, right? you know, Talk, telling me I'm talking, you're talking foolishness. You're not going to win an Olympic gold medal. So wow. I just decided that I'm just not going to share my dreams with, with, with just any, any yeah. and anybody. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. I keep my head down and I'm going to continue to work because I am going to get this Olympic gold medal mm. by the hook or the crook. I'm getting this Olympic gold medal. And, and I tell you, I was inspired by a young lady called Wilma Rudolph. We can talk a little bit more about that later, mm. but yeah, so that is, you know, that is what happened mm. um, in Sydney. Yeah. But as well. So should we should, do we leave it to do we leave it to for people to read the book to find out how Pauline actually got her second how she got that gold medal or well, <laughs> maybe people need to read the book I don't know but oh, also in Sydney to hear it from the I know from I know itself. I want to hear about it the took, 4 by 100 I know so yes, tell me Pauline tell me. still got to hear do you know what I loved I have so when I read the part in the book about how you you got to hear for the first time ever the Bahamian national anthem at the the Olympics that just like oh it just that melted my heart it was I was I was so happy at that point in time and I sort of went god I hadn't even it hadn't even occurred to me I know it sounds a bit silly but you know that you have never heard it unless your country has won a gold medal Yes. Yeah. So in the four by one hundred relay that at the, the Sydney first, Olympics, oh, the wow. first time the wow. Bahamian national anthem wow. has been heard at an wow. Olympics. That's incredible. Hey? Yeah. Wow. And and what a proud yeah. moment. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Are you are you friends with the other three girls still? Do you do you sort of 
Yeah, we are golden. We are called the we are called the golden girls. Yeah. And actually, that name that name I'm the original one. I'm the original golden girl. Yeah. Uh, when I was a junior, I went to Barbados, and I won four. I won four Olympic gold medals. I won four Olympic gold. I won four Olympic gold medals. I won the hundred, the two hundred, the four hundred, and the long jump. It, this is for and the it was junior. The first time in. As a junior, yes. Yeah. And it was the first time in history that anyone has ever done that, junior wow. or senior yeah. level. Wow. And so they they called me the golden girl. Yeah. So I left Barbados on a high, being yeah. an athlete who won four gold medals in the history of that of that junior event. Yeah. Incredible. And and so I that's where the name came from. Yeah. And then when they, when when my other sisters came along, they just they just start calling all of us the Golden Girls, and then they call me the original Golden Girl. And were you up there amongst the favorites to win that gold medal as the relay team? Was that part of the plan? Or, and, yes, we, yeah. yes, we were among, we we were among the favorites because in the year before at the World Championship, we won the gold medal. Right. We won the World Championship gold medal. Right. The American says it was a fluke. And that we weren't going to win it again. Right. Yes. They, you know, they say, oh, yeah, you know, you pimple on the butt. It was a fluke that y'all won that gold medal. <laughs> they sure. said that Marion Jones was missing. Mm. And that next year, it ain't going to be the same type of party, meaning the Olympics. Right. 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 Wow. But what was. happened years prior to that, years prior to that, I dreamt yeah, that... We were going to win this gold medal. Yeah. And I convinced my other Golden Girl sisters that we were going to win this gold medal. Wow. It mm-hmm. wasn't easy at first. I had to go through my big sister, LD's Clark, yeah. who knows my personality well and who I grew up with because we were, you know, like we were rivals, but we were in the same track club, coached by the same coach, went to the same high school. Yeah. Because at this stage now, I transferred from LWN to, to the government high school, which was the number one school in the Bahamas. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. So, and this is, this is it. I mean, so, Pauline, I mean, we're, as a podcast, we're called Voices to Dream because, because of that, you know, I guess we got inspired because of this thing that every voice counts and every, every dreaming is how we, we have hope you know, and all dreams are possible, you know, mm. and, and yeah. this is, this is mm. truly it that Pauline actually had a dream, a real dream, a real dream yeah. an actual dream yes. that they were winning the gold medal. Mm. And so she yes. went and she could see who these people were and she found these women and she said, we are going to win a gold medal. Mm. We've just got to, we've just got to do it. Amazing. And so yeah. they, they, they went to the, the Olympics before what was, where was the Olympics before it was, it's, Barcelona? 96 in Atlanta. 96 no, in Atlanta. Atlanta. I should know mm-hmm. that because I, I was yeah. living in Atlanta when mm-hmm. they when they won that one. Mm-hmm. So because you won silver there, didn't you? We won silver. And my sisters were looking at my golden girls were looking at me sideways, like, okay, Pauline. I thought you said we're gonna win this Olympic gold medal. <laughs> and I looked at them, I said, listen, I see us win this Olympic gold medal in our dreams. I'm telling you what I saw. I guess it's going to be Australia. That's where we're going to win the gold. We're going to win the gold in Australia. Wow. And my big sister, Elvis, is always, always backing me up. She says, okay. She said, well, yeah, it's going to be Australia. I love it. Was it, was it the same four girls? Was it the same girls that yes. came it's across? the same five girls. Wow. It's five wow. of us, the same wow. five girls. Wow. Yes. Incredible. So it's a four by 100, but you have an, like an alternate yeah. as well. So yeah. there's five of them. Yeah. But, well, so should we... I'm just going to check. It's supposed to be six. And a real oh, team is supposed to be six. Ah. It's supposed to be six, but it was only five of us. Yeah. Ah. Mm-hmm. See, because. Mm-hmm. But, oh, wow. but the Bahamas, to put it into perspective as well, I wrote it, I, I had it written down on some of my many notes, but I just loved this fact as well when, when Pauline says this. So in the year 2000, the US population was about 282 million. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that's how many people the U.S. had to choose from right. 
for their relay team. Yeah. Yeah. The Bahamas had 298,000. Mm. Mm. So 0.1%. Like this is, it's just incredible. <laughs> it's just, just amazing. Amazing, yeah. So Pauline, what we're going to do now, I'm just going to, because we're talking about dreaming, mm. what we like to do in each episode as well is just read a little bit from Richard's book, which is Imagining. Imagining? No, Imagine. So which, but it's yes. about imagining and yes. dreaming because we want this show as well to be about looking at what the world can be, you know, and how we yes. can make, how we can make a better world and brainstorm that a bit as well. So the mm-hmm. part that, the part that we chose to read for you, it's not about the Bahamas specifically. I didn't. Bahamas is too nice for my book. Yeah. <laughs> I picked some difficult, oh, difficult places. <laughs> well, this part, this part's actually based in South Africa, isn't it? Yeah. This this part's South Africa, yeah. and but what mm-hmm. I thought was interesting about this was I think it's similar ideas to some of the things that you have come across in your life as well because okay. you've you've really experienced some. Um, racism and, and a lot of inequality in your life but this yes, is after yes. i this is after i day so this is once everyone is actually compassionate what that world ends up being like so i'll just read this little mm-hmm. bit here now am i saying his name correctly langelo 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 okay langelo langelo <laughs> okay i'll just forget his name i'll skip the name part no, you're gonna say it, right? was also was always worried that the integration would destroy cultures But his fears were allayed as the months after I-Day passed. The collective wisdom that was brought to the problems of integration dealt with his concerns. There was a melting pot of Indian, African, coloured, Boer and English culture, where every element was encouraged to be shared, not abandoned. People were not afraid anymore to learn about the other cultures and to embrace the cooking styles, dances, fashions and speech. Fear was no longer a factor for anyone and learning was the main agenda. People spent time being present for the important ceremonies of others and trying to see how life was lived from other perspectives. Some elements were less popular. In general, Western fashions gave way to a more rustic and authentic South African dress. Music was no longer a barrier and a unique African style emerged that was loved right around the world. Can you imagine such a place, Pauline? And with everything you have gone through in life, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Do you believe that that is possible in the world? Of course I believe that. God created, created all of us. Yeah. We all have the same father. We all have the same heavenly father. And he created every single one of us. We are all unique, unique people. And we are all beautiful people. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, I, you know with all the issues I went through. And I grew up in the Bahamas where my color wasn't an issue. Hmm. And I can tell you that like when I went to University of Alabama, I got a rude awakening. I got a shock of my life. Hmm. I never even knew that, you know, like I'm black and you are white. I just knew that you were a human being. I just thought that I'm dark and you are light. Hmm. And so when I went to University of Alabama, Hmm. I went through culture shock. Yeah. Because I, I can, and I, you probably read part of this already, Susan, I, in, in that book where someone said to me, I've got you know, what are you? Yeah. yeah. Someone said, what are you? So I, I smiled and I said, I said, I am Bahamian. So the person says, why do you say you are Bahamian? I said, because I am. <laughs> so the, the, I said, I'm Bahamian and you are an American. So the person said, so why don't you say that you are black? You are black and you're a nigger. And I was like, "Hmm?" like there with headlights on. And I was like, what? What?" Mm. And I just was, I, 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 I was like in complete shock because I just, Mm. I just never thought of it like that. I just never saw color. I just saw people. Yeah. And I just mm. thought, okay, I'm dark. They're light. We're all human beings. I get two arms. I get two arms. I get two legs. I get two legs. I get nose. I get eyes. I get lips. You know, they yeah. get ears. 
We're human beings. And it, like I said, in the Bahamas, like when you would fill out a form, it would just say Bahamian and non-Bahamian. Yeah. yeah. You know? And so going to America to university was like a culture shock mm. beyond measure. I just... How did you... When I first started, I was like a bucket of tears because I just couldn't, I couldn't understand. I couldn't comprehend what was happening. Gosh. And the funny thing is... My, 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 my younger sisters and brother, their godparents are, are white. Mm. And they were like my godparents too. Because, you know, in the way it happens, if your godparents, the one child or whatever, you know, the godparents take care of everybody. Yeah. And so, and their, god, their white godparents were Americans. And so when they would travel to America, they would bring us all back things, you mm. know? Mm. And... Like, you know, we'll go to their, we'll go to their house. They lived in, um, in the West, in Cable Beach. Well, mainly the really love beach. And we'll go to their house, swim in the pool, you know, spend the day there. And they never showed us anything, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. They'll hug us and talk to mm-hmm. us. And, and so I, I just grew up oblivious to the mm. fact that I'm black and say you are white, yeah. I just she just didn't. It just did not happen. Yeah. And I remember I was I was taking um, sociology 101, and as a freshman, and they were showing a lot of these videos with all of this type of stuff, and I was a bucket of tears every mm. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday in this class. I would be crying my eyes out, and finally the professor was like, she said, Pauline. When we were getting ready to leave, she says, Pauline, I want, I, want, I want to talk to you. And so I waited for everybody, waited for everybody to leave. And then she came and she sat down and she held my hands and she started talking to me. And she says, she says I can tell that you're not used to this. I can, I can, every, every time you come to this class, you're a bucket of tears and you're crying uncontrollably. And she says, um, I'm so sorry that this is so traumatic for you. And she said to me, I think the best thing for you to do is that you need to drop this class. Mm. I will give you a WP, which is, you know, withdraw passing because I, I, I can't sit here every Monday, Wednesday and Friday and just watch this with you. Mm. And then I was like, I just don't understand why people are so cruel. Why mm. are they so cruel? Mm. God made all of them all God's children. Mm. I, I, I just don't get it. I just don't understand. Why is why is it like this? Yeah, you know. And what yeah. do you? Yeah. What do you think? What do we do? Do you? What do you think we do about it? Yeah. How do we make a difference in Good the world question. to help people to understand this? That we are all just people, and it doesn't matter the color of our skin. You know, there's so many people that are still stuck in these old ways. But how? What do we do to shift the paradigm? Mm. That's a very good, that's a very good, that's a very good question, Susanna. I, you know, I, at times I, um, I pray about it. I remember when I was younger, I prayed a lot about it because I just couldn't understand what was, what was happening. And I think it's just, I think it's ignorance on a lot of people's part Mm. because it's obvious there's a higher being. It's obvious that there's a God and, and there is a God. And he watches over us. And Susan, if you have read my book, you know what I mean, yes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know that incident that happened and when he sent somebody to save me. You know oh, yes. That, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, I think, I think I, you know, I think we are slowly breaking down these barriers to get people to understand that we are all uniquely made and God, that God loves each and every one of us. It's like the rainbow. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it, we are like the rainbow. Mm. he created the rainbow it's so beautiful we in all, all of its colors did, I love did that. You, yes pauline when, when you're at uni and and you were sort of coping with that did you have any um, one question is how you did cope with it and secondly how did you have any breakthroughs with people did you kind of oh. break down that um barrier between people in your experience there so Alabama is like probably one of the hardest places to break down things. Can I just say though, again, when you read, when you read Pauline's story, some of the things that she's had to go through, <clears throat> like 
Pauline has just mentioned university, but like when, can we tell, should we, can we tell the story about, because this just blew my mind, the story about when you. <laughs> just ask two questions. Yeah, I know, but I want, this will relate to those. Okay. This will relate to those as well as to how she was combating it by your first day at the World Athletics Council. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my first day at the World Athletic Council. So when I got elected, I got elected to the World Athletic Council in 2007 in Japan. And later on that year, I went, you know, the World Athletic Council office is in Monaco, France. And so I got there. I was so excited. I'm the first woman of, I'm the first black woman to be elected to the World Athletic Council. And it was overwhelming. I got a whole ton of votes. And so I was so eager to get, you know, to get my day started, to serve my sport and to serve my country, the Bahamas. And so after breakfast, I quickly, I went to the room. So I go to the room and to my shocker, it's, it's set up like the United, have you ever seen the United Nations meetings? The World mm-hmm. Athletic Council meetings that are set up the same way. So I was like, I was so excited because everything just looked so beautiful and, you know, all these tables and all these um, microphones and all kind of gadgets all over the place and these booths where the, tra- where the translators are sitting and all that type of stuff. So I started to walk around the table and I just see names of persons. Some of the names I recognized because I already knew some of those persons. And I walk around and I start trying to find my name. So as I approach my name, I just see all these beautiful rose petals all over the desk by my name. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is so amazing. Wow. They're welcoming me with all these beautiful rose petals. I was just beside myself. I was giddy with excitement. And as I approach this table, I look and I see the heart that they use the, the rose petal to make hearts and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm still excited. So as I get closer, when I get up, they use the word the, 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 the rose petal to spell the word nigger. They say, nigger, go home. You are not needed here. No, no, you are not wanted here is the word. And I start screaming hysterically at the top of my lungs. I was like, I was having convulsions. I was shaking and I was screaming. And my other colleagues, everybody just kind of came running towards me trying to figure out what the heck, what is going on. And when they, when they saw what was written there, and at the time, Lemine Diak was the president so it wasn't that there was no black person on the council. He was mm-hmm. the president and he was there. But I was the first black woman. And he demanded that they clean up all the mess. And I went to the bathroom because at this time I'm crying a bucket of tears and I'm still having convuls- convulsions. I'm just like shaking. And, and I go to the bathroom to kind of compose myself and to catch myself. And... I looked, I, I looked in the mirror. Once I, once I composed myself and cleaned up myself and I stopped myself from crying because I stood there for a while just crying. And then I looked in the mirror and I looked at the girl looking back at me. And I said to, the, to her, I said, they ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> and I decided at that moment that I am going to make sure to leave this door wide open for the next black woman to walk through mm-hmm. or any, or anyone who <laughs> been marginalized, I'm going to make sure I'm going to perform mm-hmm. at well, the, at the, to the best of my ability. And I'm an athlete and they don't mess with the wrong one. They think I just locked up and win those Olympic gold medals. Mm-hmm. That's what they think I did. I just locked up. Well, we'll just wait, wait till they see me and wait till these meetings start and I start performing and that's exactly what happened. I went there and I performed and I'm, as I say, I'm the first woman of color 
or black woman to be on that council. And now I am a lifetime, honorary lifetime World Athletic Councilwoman. I'm the first, second female to ever receive this prestigious award. And I'm the only living one. And there's only a handful of us. And I'm the youngest ever, male (laughs) or female. Yay! How cool is she? See, that's why I wanted her to tell that that's story a, to answer your question yeah, as to yeah, what, yeah. what Pauline does. Pauline just goes in there, <clears> she <throat> talks to herself, and yeah. she says, you're not going to get to me. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. That's great. I absolutely love it. Mm. Incredible. <laughs> Sheer determination. Sheer determination. And yet, and yet yeah, as, as well, you are so humble and, you know, just... Just incredible. Everyone needs to read this book because you, everyone needs to be talking about Pauline Davis. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, what about, so, so Pauline, what, what message would you give to people, to our listeners today as to what they can do to help make their own lives and the lives and the world a better place? What, what's your message or what's the, that you want to, what message do you want to pass on to the world? I, I want to say we need a lot more love. We can overcome whatever barriers you think that we face. And we have to understand again that God is real. He is so real. I know that he's real. And if, they read, if you read my book, you will know that he's real. There's going to be a chapter in my book. Well, you're going to read that chapter and you're going to recognize that God is so real mm. and he watches over every single one of his children and he's colored blind mm. because he mm. created every single one of us in his own image. And it doesn't matter what religion, what religion you're talking about, that, but there is a God, you know, that's the, that this isn't yes. religion specific. This is just that there's a higher being there that is. Yes. Mm. Yeah. That is watching that 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 is that is watching over all of us. Mm. And he's saying to us, my son, my daughter, I have created all of you equal. Yeah. You come from me. You are my you are my rib, you are my flesh. Whether you are dark, whether you are light, whether you are brown, whatever you want to call yourselves, mm. I created you. Mm. in my own image and I love every single one of you because I created you Mm. Pauline can I ask you a little bit about Bahamas given that you're going there in a couple of weeks time I'm hoping that Pauline's going to show me around I want to I want to know like how how do you see the Bahamas uh, as a place to live as a you know as a it's a funny sort of community isn't it because you've got all these all these sort of expats that come and want to live there for some strange reason. I don't know why, but <clears throat> I think there's a whole bunch of reasons. Obviously the climate, the um, friendly people, the food, the, you know, and tax. No, we won't go into that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, tell us a little bit, what's your perspective on the community that is the Bahamas and, and you know, this funny mix of, of expats and, and, and real people. But you said it before. Yeah, you said it. We are, we, we are in the Bahamas. We are very warm and friendly people. Yeah. We are very given people. God has blessed us with a beautiful, beautiful, amazingly beautiful country. Yeah. And, you know, I've traveled to 177 country. And so I know, I know how blessed we are in the Bahamas mm. with our warm, beautiful weather. Yeah our crystal blue waters that are my friend Gwen Torrance is an Olympic champion, American Olympic champion herself said Bahama. She calls me Bahama. Girl, you're a cool land in the water. <laughs> you know? It's like, no, we didn't put cool land in the water. That is how God created the Bahamas. And like I say, I think everyone, they love the Bahamian food. They love the fact that we are so warm, that we are so friendly. We just walk up to you. Hi, how are you doing? Can we help you? Do you need anything? And we go above and beyond to make sure that our guests are are happy and that they enjoy their time here in the Bahamas. Mm -hmm. And then, like I said earlier in this podcast, 
God lives in the Bahamas. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, well, that explains it a bit more. Why you? Why you? Yeah. Leaving these beautiful shores. I know. I am so. I. I really. I. I am so excited for the adventure. And it's true what you just said, Pauline. Because I mean, no one could believe it. But by the time I came back from the after one week in the Bahamas, I'd already made about five friends. <laughs> <laughs> but I do tend to, although it's like with you, as soon as I meet someone, I was like, can I have your phone number? <laughs> can I be your friend? <laughs> in, in the Bahamas, we, 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 we just that, and we, you know, we are country built on Christian principles. Mm. And so we really, truly, we really, truly believe, we believe in God. Yeah. We believe in a higher being, we really, we really believe in God. Because we, our nation was built on Christian principle. Mm. Mm. yeah it's mm. beautiful and I actually just the other day listened to the um, Bahamian national anthem and I love it <coughs> and the words are beautiful as well so I recommend people listen to that because mm. once I listened to it I went wow this is this is what you know this is what I'm going for as well so beautiful beautiful mm-hmm. national anthem as well yeah cool so Do you know? well what we need to know I, I think Pauline You've obviously written this fascinating book. Suzanne's recommending it uh, thoroughly, and, and it just sounds fantastic, a great read. And, wow, to hear your story personally is just such an honour too. Thank you so much for being with us. Tell, tell us how we can um, find you. Tell us about the book. What are you working on? What are you doing in life? Where, where are you going? Well, basically, um, the book is on Amazon, everyone. You could order the book off of Amazon. I don't, I'm not sure how... Sure. Fast, you get it in Australia. Susan probably could um, attest to that. It took a few, and, it, it took a few weeks, but it, it came. Mm-hmm. Running sideways, <laughs> running sideways, <laughs> and that's me on that. And that's my Alabama uniform actually on that cover. Oh, they just right. removed the word Alabama. Yeah, and that, I was in Provo, Utah, competing. People wow. ask me, "Is that really you running?" Yes, that was called my field of dreams. <laughs> It's beautiful. It's so beautiful, isn't yeah. it? Fantastic cover. Yeah, it's it's very real. Yeah, that was right behind the stadium in 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 Provo, Utah. You look pretty fit, Paula, and you yeah. still look pretty fit. I know she's so fit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, well, I'm going to be celebrating my birthday on Saturday, on July the 9th. So I call myself an Independence baby. Our independence is July the 10th. <laughs> All right. Okay. Nice. And yeah, so we can get the book, the, the books on Amazon. And yes. if people, if people want to stay in touch with you and what you're doing, where can they find out about you? Like on. Well, well, well definitely, definitely. Um, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter and I'm on, I'm on, I'm on Instagram and I'm, and I'm Facebook. They could just always send me a Facebook note to let me know how they enjoy the book. And then they can also, um, please, please, please go and go on Amazon and give yes. me a book review. Yes. I would really, really love that. And yes, Australia is one of the places I really, really love. I absolutely love the people of Australia. Like I said earlier in this podcast, the, it was the best Olympic ever. And, and I'm not the only one who feels that way. Mm. Hands down. Yeah, you was, guys do it. You you do it the best. It was a great couple of weeks. Mm. I remember it so well. It was just amazing. I know. I we all it. we I, even loved it. I, I saw yeah. a lot of the events. It was incredible. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And what what are you up to so now, please, Pauline? Well, now I you know I I I work for the Ministry of Youth Sports. And I I work for tourism actually for twenty years. I am now at the Ministry of Youth Sports and Culture where I work with a lot of different, where I work with some, with youths and different organization. And um, I do, I have, I'm, I'm at the Glaston Road Farmer's Market. I do natural smoothies and juices. It's good. actually what I use, Susanna, to win my two Olympic gold medals. <laughs> and, and how I got that way, I normally, uh, I blend my vegetables. It's not easy for me just to eat my vegetables like that. So I figured a way how to eat it. So I, I drink it, I blend it and I drink it. And that's kind of how I was able to come up with these formulas for all these different smoothies and all these different juices. And so this could be the best reason to go to the Bahamas. Yeah, I know. This could, I, be, this could, this could get me 
smoothies. <laughs> to, try, to try Pauline smoothies. I recommend them. <laughs> yes. Yes. You've had it, Susan. You loved I it, have. right? I loved it. I loved it. Listen, the only thing now is I'm trying to find a preservative for it. I have to put a little bit of preservative inside uh-huh. of it so I could put it in the stores. Yeah. I, I could even send it to Australia and all. But a lot of my a lot of my um customers, they love it the they love it the natural way like that. But in mm. order for me to put it in the store, I'll have to put a little bit of preservative in it in mm. order so that it will last long on the shelf. So sure. if anyone knows a, a good preservative I can use, <laughs> hit nice. me up on Facebook. <laughs> I'm sure I try to I try to do it on the stove where I am. Um, I try to cook it, you know, boil it at a high temperature. Yeah. But when I do that, you can actually taste the green. Ah, and, yeah. what, and what my customer love about it is that they're drinking it, but they cannot taste the green. Mm. And it's very good and healthy for them. Mm. So I just have the figure. I, I want I, I want to get it around the world. I want to get it in the stores. I actually had it in the stores in the Bahamas a um, few. A mm. few. Um, I actually had it in the stores in the Bahamas uh, a couple of years ago. But I had to take it out of the store because, like I say, it's natural. It won't, it don't last as long mm. inside of, no, no, if I freeze it, if I freeze it, it lasts a very, very long time. But my customers, they want to walk into the store, pick it up and drink, drink it immediately. It. They don't want to mm. wait for it to thaw. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm working, I'm working, I'm working, I'm working. So any, any, any chemists out there who knows, uh, um, I might know an industrial chemist. I might know an industrial chemist. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the hook your girl up, hook your girl up. <laughs> I'll see what I'll see what I can do there. <laughs> okay. It's one of the best. I can hold your feet to the fire that one, Susan. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll see what I can do there. Oh, that's fabulous. Mm-hmm. That's fabulous. Mm-hmm. Oh, Pauline, it has been such a pleasure to speak to you. I truly could. I know we say this all the time, but I could speak to you for hours. <laughs> I'm sure you will. I know. I know. I, that's why I'm moving there, just so I can speak to Pauline more as well. <laughs> You're moving here, Susanna, because you know the Bahamians, you're very warm and friendly. I mean, we met and look at that, we are friends now. That's how quick it happens, you know? And it seems as if I've been knowing you all my life. (laughs) I know. I know. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you for waking up, waking up, which for us would be early, but for Pauline is actually late because she gets up at 4 a.m. every morning. So a 6 a.m. call is is fine. Um, Yes. Thank you so much for spending this time with us. Yeah, really. Well, I thank you so much for the both of you um, hosting me. And I I so, so much appreciate it. And I want to say hello to everyone around the world, but a special hello to my friends in Australia. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait to get back there. I understand you guys are going to be bidding for something for that, you know, not a major event. I am yeah. coming. Oh, fabulous. <laughs> Come on. So, I'm pulling for you, Australia. <laughs> <laughs> All of our listeners, wherever you are from, we need to show Pauline some love. Get behind her. Read this book. Follow her on Twitter, Facebook, all of it, because she deserves to be heard. Her story needs to be heard. And fabulous. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye, Pauline. <laughs>